Hello, and welcome to the City Speak podcast, where we talk about everything relevant to stakeholders at City Hall and municipal government organizations. City Speak podcast has a unique focus on community and directing interests to an exciting career in municipal government. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, John Herrera, a city director and CPA with 30 years experience in the efficient delivery of municipal services to his communities. Here now is John Herrera. Hello, everybody. This is John Herrera with Muni Temps and the City Speak podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we're talking about thinking long term because the rewards are greater. But first, I want to start out with a little story. It was a sunny, chilly morning in December in Hemet, California, some 30 years ago. I can still see myself sitting there in an unassuming yet comfortable office chair next to a modest wood conference table. I remember being proudly dressed in my new navy blue suit, a white shirt, and a paisley tie. I was sitting across the table from Steve Temple, the city's finance director. I could feel the warm air gently swirling up from the heating vents of the office, embracing me with a sense of security and giving me optimism about the future. As a 27-year-old Latino born in a farm labor camp who had traveled throughout California for the first eight years of his life, following the agricultural crops with my family, I was here now facing a career in local government, and I had ultimate enthusiasm. You see, this scene that I'm describing is from the year 1990, when I was a newly hired administrative analyst at the city of Hemet. I had zero government experience, local government experience, but I was a recent graduate from San Diego State University, and I had a degree in business administration with an emphasis in finance. And I had lots of work experience from everything from mowing lawns to washing dishes to doing fast food and even running my own bookkeeping business during college. So I felt blessed to have this great career opportunity here with the city of Hemet. You might even say I felt like Cinderella with only one shoe. And the missing shoe was the city job. It was made just for me not for anybody else. But really, all joking aside, I felt blessed and so grateful. You might say, hey, dude, stop bringing up your tough story of growing up poor. But I respectfully tell you, never forget where you came from. Otherwise, you could lose your empathy and your love for people who are in that situation, the same situation we might have started out in. Anyways, back in 1990, I had been married to a wonderful woman for four years then, and already we had two beautiful daughters, and I had a precious son on the way. Yes, my life was good. As I sat in that office chair waiting for Steve to speak to me, I quietly thanked God for this blessing. I sat, sat directly in front of Steve, looking directly at him with a modest smile. I was exceedingly grateful to be allowed to experience this very special moment in my life, a time that I would never forget. Now, as I noticed that Steve was almost ready to talk to me, 
I then sat up eagerly at the edge of my chair. I smiled, waiting to hear the first words of wisdom from the mouth of this man who would be my boss, my supervisor, my mentor, and my friend for the next five and a half years of my career as a municipal employee at the city of Hemet. Steve brought out his planner and his notes, and then he said, Welcome, John, to the city of Hemet. I hope you have fun in your new job as admin analyst and think long-term about your career. Put as much as you can into your 457 deferred compensation plan and save all you can for your future. Your retirement will be here before you know it. It was uh, Steve's words to me about thinking long-term about my career that made the most impact and resonated in me. Here today in the year 2020, I sit recounting the words of my beloved former boss, Steve Temple, words he spoke to me 30 years ago. So I want to do a little shout out to my mentor, Steve Temple. Thank you, Steve, for all your words of wisdom and the mentoring during my five years under your tutelage. May you enjoy another 30 years or more of fly fishing, good health, and success giving back to the communities that you're likely still serving. I now too understand the meaning. A trout is a moment of beauty known only to those who seek it. So back to my City Speak podcast. Today I am passing along the wisdom I learned from Steve and other local government leaders I met on my 30-year career journey as a city finance director. But here's the point of this City Speak podcast. Think long-term. The rewards are greater than if you think short-term. So in today's City Speak podcast, I present three important benefits we can all enjoy from thinking long-term about our careers, about our relationships, and about our life in general. And here they are. Number one, long-term thinking allows us to weather economic recessions like any planned event. Number two, Long-term thinking is smart. Short-term thinking, not smart. Number three, long-term thinking gives us greater health, wealth, and happiness. So let's start with number one. Long-term thinking allows us to weather economic recessions, recessions as a planned event. Economic recessions are not a result of bad luck. If you plan for them, they come in cycles, right? My grandfather reminded me constantly, may he rest in peace. He said to me, a prepared man is worth two. Also, we've all heard the general definition of luck, right? It says, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Another good saying is, good luck is a result of good planning. And lastly, the one I like is the harder I work, the luckier I get. There's many, many more sayings I could quote, but they all have the same theme. Plan long-term, work hard, even when nobody's watching, and good things will come to you. In today's City Speak podcast, I'm taking these sayings and adding a twist to make it my own, and here it is. Think long-term about everything you sow or plant. 
and you will reap proportionately. What do I mean by this? Well, basically, you reap what you sow. Here's an example of what I mean. An example of sowing and planting with a long-term view to reap proportionately. Today in 2020, we're facing a worldwide pandemic. And this is one cause of the economic downturn we're all working through. Even if you didn't plan well for today's economic downturn, plan to get out of this in 12 to 36 months. This means that you and I will do whatever it takes to restore our basic financial needs if we're in that situation. Plus, we will position ourselves and those who depend on us for sustenance to not only survive during the next 12 to 36 months, but to thrive when we see ourselves out of this COVID-19 recession. If we come out of this recession sooner than 12 to 36 months, super. But you will have planned for a worst case scenario, which is what I personally feel is needed given the massive economic uncertainty I see from my vantage point. Another point, number two, is long-term thinking is smart thinking. Short-term thinking, not so smart. Anybody can make smart or not smart decisions. You know this. Now, I can't be politically correct about this, but smart versus not smart decisions, anybody can make smart decisions through long-term planning and not smart decisions through short-term planning. And we usually know when we're making decisions that are not smart, don't we? Like, for example, we defer saving for the rainy day. Maybe we defer maintenance on fixed assets or capital infrastructure. And maybe we even defer long-term investments that we know are needed to allow us to enjoy the future. All for the short-term satisfaction, we may sacrifice these things. Smart decisions require discipline. And in this case, individuals or local governments or businesses facing this economic downturn, it was financial discipline that was needed to prepare for this economic recession. We can all blame COVID-19 for all of our economic woes, right? But that wouldn't be honest. Our American economy has been running the riskiest fiscal and monetary policies in our modern history. You don't need an economics degree from an elite college or university to see the problem. Now, this is not a political statement. This is an academic statement based on the economics and business education I received from the California State University system in both my undergraduate and my graduate programs. You don't need an elite school education to advance the economic models that show that the more debt an entity takes on from overspending or deficit spending, whether you're an individual, a business, or a government, this overspending will raise the fiscal stress on the fiscal capacity and budget of the entity, as well as raise the risk of bankruptcy. We knew this recession was coming. Come on, guys. We all knew it was coming. If long-term financial planning was an important part of our decision-making process, whether we're an individual, a business, or even a government, a local government, in my case, what I'm talking about, we wouldn't care that our economy fell into a recession in the year 2020 or 2021 or whenever. There's plenty of Harvard MBAs and 
University of Chicago economists out there who can craft all of this clever language to justify any side of the economic debate. But in the end, they all know that running deficits, printing more money, and going into debt is simply another example of kicking the can down the road. And what an incredible distance this 2020 economic can has been kicked, hasn't it? Now, who cares about economic recessions? I'm reiterating my point. Recessions happen. If we're prepared for economic recession, who cares when the next one comes? You want to know who cares about economic recessions? It is all those entities, peoples, individuals, businesses, local governments who are betting on continued economic expansion, taking financial risks to enjoy short-term satisfaction rather than planning and saving for the long-term. After 10 years without a recession, since the last Great Recession we had, many forgot that economic recessions are cyclical. They don't go on forever. These recessions historically used to happen every five years. We planned for them. Many people forgot to plan long-term for an economic downturn that we knew was bound to occur again, especially after 10 years of an economic expansion. So we want to continue to take a long-term view on all of our decisions, not just those of a financial nature. The rewards to us are greater when we take a long-term view in our planning. And here's the point. The longer your goal takes to complete, the greater the reward. Some people choose educational goals that take less time and effort to complete, not realizing that the rewards from that education will not be as great. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a short-term academic program, especially if that education leads to a job or a career that you love to do. But here's my point. Never choose an academic goal or career path just because it's easier or it takes less time to complete. You may be happier in the short term, but in the long term, you will always regret you did not pursue the academic or professional goal that you really wanted. You know, I remember when um, uh, my college mates and I were at Senio State, we were studying for these two classes, Calculus for Business and Statistics. These were rigorous coursework required to prepare for the quantitative entry exams and acceptance into San Diego State University's College of Business. This quantitative exam was a way to weed out some of the San Diego State students trying to get into the College of Business. You see, the College of Business at San Diego State was an impacted degree, meaning there were a lot more students wanting to get into the program than there was space available. Because my colleagues and I were not math majors, calculus for business and statistics there at San Diego State, these were tough. These were tough classes to master. And two students from our group actually gave up on trying to prepare for these quantitative exams at San Diego State. They convinced themselves that they preferred to major in economics or public administration as a major instead of business administration simply because of this relatively minor obstacle to overcome. 
Now, let me just say, there's nothing wrong with a bachelor's degree in economics or public administration. However, to give up your goal to obtain your degree in business admin, that was worth whatever sacrifice you had to achieve. And these two schoolmates were simply not thinking long-term about the benefits of doing whatever it takes to get accepted into the College of Business to realize their degree, your business degree objective. So I urge all of you out there, never choose a course of study, a job or a career, just because it seems like it's the easier path to take or it has seemingly difficult obstacles to overcome. In the end, you're gonna regret it and you will either live your, your life unhappy or you'll have to go back later when you're older. And although it's never too late to do it, to learn, it is gonna be harder as you get older with all these added responsibilities or other circumstances. So here's another point that I wanna bring up about long-term and short-term. I was taught this by my former boss. He said, what you want to do today, plan to get it done next year. This is what city manager Lyle Alberg said. So I wanna share his words of wisdom with you. In 1995, when I was the finance director, a newbie at the city of San Jacinto, um, and by the way, I've told you about Lyle, right? He was a tough guy. He was an interim old guy, but he's smart. Anyways, I wanna, I'm not gonna go a lot into this background anymore because I've discussed it before, but just to share the one lesson that Lyle taught me here. He taught me as a first time finance director. He said, he said um, if you want to, what you want to do today, he said, plan to get it done next year. This was an example, again, of what we're talking about, taking short-term goals, and I wanted to get this done right away, and making them more long-term. And this is for reasons that will become obvious after you've had a couple years as experience as a director in the municipality. But as a first-time director at the city of San Jacinto, I had so many ideas to improve my department and the organization. With my new authorities and powers throughout the office of the finance director, by the way, read your municipal code to learn about what the powers of the office that you hold are. But I had the opportunity to say and do a lot more than I was able to do as an administrative analyst at the city of Hemet. Remember, analysts, we say a lot and very little means a lot because you're not, you don't have, you're not a director. So Lyle tried to give me a reality check, realizing that I was an ambitious and overachieving person. He said, John, you don't try to do too much in your first year as a director. You need to take time to survey the organization, get through this election cycle, the new council members, and then take time to ponder the broader impact of the administrative initiatives you're wanting to propose to the city. These were wise words. They turned out to be wise. I understand now today why Lyle said, what you want to do today, short-term goal, plan to get it done next year, long-term goal. May you rest in peace, Lyle Alberg. Now, as you know, long-term planning is not just to weather economic forecasts or downturns or to make smart decisions. No, long-term thinking is for better health, for greater wealth, and even for happiness. So the third point that I'm talking about, this is the last point, long-term thinking results in health, wealth, and happiness. Anytime you want to wish people well, what better words to say to them than, wishing you abundance of health, wealth, and happiness. Those are the most encouraging words you can say to people today. 
especially in light of this coronavirus pandemic we're facing, and also the global economic recession that we're living through. So many people are not happy today. So these well wishes are especially significant to people who did not ever think that another global pandemic like the Spanish flu that happened 100 years ago would ever occur again. They'd only read about it in the books. They didn't think it would happen in their lifetime. Certainly I didn't either. We are all suffering from this coronavirus pandemic, but it'll be over soon. For now, keep in mind that those who invest long-term, those who plan long-term yield greater results. This is just my opinion based on my nearly six decades of life experience. I'd love to hear your, your comments too. So as we conclude, these are three most important benefits I see from long-term versus uh, short-term decisions. Improve health. So long-term thinking results in improved health. This is basic. But if we eat pancakes and bacon at every meal of every day of our life, we will likely suffer poor health, lower quality of life, and even a shorter lifespan. Of course, I'm not going to give up my carnitas burritos, my pozole, my menudo, or my mole de pollo. But I just can't eat these foods every day as much as I'd like to. Now I'm trying to eat more salads and fruits into my diet. At 57 years old, my body is telling me what I need to do. But thinking long term, I know I can't eat like I was when I was 27. Here's a couple of funny movie quotes that are applicable to this point. In the 1991 movie City Slickers, Phil Burkwest tells Mitch Robbins, after the trail boss Curly dies sitting up on his horse, he says, the man ate bacon at every meal. You, you can't do that. Remember that? And in the 1994 movie, The Flintstones, Barney tells Fred, who is eating a huge uh, drumstick, he says, you know, Fred, they say eating too much red meat is bad for you. And Fred answers, what a load of bum. My father ate meat every day of his life, and he lived to the ripe old age of 38. This may be funny, but the sad reality is that if we think short-term, indulging, or rather overindulging, we will not only, uh, we will not enjoy improved health or even good health as we age. And exercise is also important. You know, uh, personally, on New Year's Day this year in 2020, I made a resolution to lose 50 of the 250 pounds that I was carrying on my carcass. Many tell me I carry it well. But I still wanted to get back to 200 pounds, a weight I've not seen on the scale for a long time. Ten months ago, I ran the 5K called the Viva la Resolución race to kickstart my ambitious goal. I received a medal uh, because I finished the, the goal, and I said, I want to finally drop 50 pounds. I'm down 60 pounds, uh, 16 pounds today. It doesn't look like it, but I'm down 16. So even if I don't reach my full goal of 50 pounds by the end of this year, at least I can lose 25, and that feels really good. Now, what about wealth? Can we enjoy greater wealth from thinking long-term? Thinking long-term does result in greater wealth. Yes, we can enjoy greater wealth from planning and taking actions with a long-term view. There's something that only the rich and the banks fully understand. Please listen to this. Compound interest 
and exponential growth. If the average person out there could understand the notion of compound interest and exponential growth, this would result in the rich bankers having to work a little harder for their money. Compound interest and exponential growth basically means that you do not see the real impact on the numbers in the short term. It takes 10, 20, or even 30 years to really see the benefits. Here's a case in point. Let's say you've taken out a mortgage to buy a house, or maybe in a car or something else. But you, to see the real point, you need to work with larger numbers, like the price of a piece of real estate. If you and I are short-term in our thinking, we will look at how much of the monthly payment goes to principal, reducing the total loan amount that we borrowed. Let's say in October of 2020, we borrow $300,000 at 3.5% interest for 30 years to buy a house. The monthly payment will be $1,347, which means that you're paying an extra $513 a month on average throughout the life of the 30 years um, of, the, of the payment for interest. So you will be paying a lot more than $500 a month towards interest, especially in the initial years. Now, it takes 196 months of monthly mortgage payments before you reach the, the $513 monthly interest cost. In fact, when you start making your monthly mortgage payments, out of the $1,347 monthly mortgage payment, almost $900 a month goes to interest on the first, on the first few months, which means that less than $450 of your $1,347 monthly payment goes to pay off the $300,000 mortgage. It's not until you get way into the future, December of 2030, that your $1,347 monthly mortgage payment reaches that 50-50 mark. So at month number 112 out of 360, that's when 50% of the payment goes to principal and 50% goes to interest. If I had a visual that I can show you right now, I'd show you how the lines cross, okay? How the interest, interest and principal mortgage payment schedule shows how the short term there's little benefit and the long term there's great benefit. So stick with it. The point is compound interest and exponential growth and exponential numbers. So in, a, in, 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 my, in my written blog, you will see this chart. I, I ask you to go to munitems.com and click on City Speak, uh, and you'll see the presentation. But anyways, that's for the mortgage. That's where you owe money. The same presentation would be true only in the opposite direction if we were talking about investing money. If you take a long-term view of investing, you will not only want to look at the investment balance of your accounts uh, long-term. Don't look at your investment accounts daily. That would be not smart. It's a short-term view. It takes a long time before the money compounds and exponentially grows. And as a matter of fact, it takes about 10 years or longer to really see the benefits from taking a long-term view. Steve Temple knew about this in 1990. I don't know how he did, maybe from school or whatever, but he's enjoying the fruits of his labor wherever he's now fishing and living. I'm glad I took his advice 30 years ago. I would be happy to show you how the long-term investment picture looks if you email me at john, J-O-H-N, at munitemps.com or go to munitemps.com and obtain all my contact information and we can talk more about this. But in the end, 
neither good health or greater wealth matter if it's not accompanied by greater happiness. So greater happiness comes from long-term thinking, long-term planning. There is ultimately greater happiness in giving than in receiving, right? But we won't have much of anything to give if we don't make prudent and sound decisions with a long-term view. So please think about the benefits of long-term versus short-term decisions. So in conclusion, let us consider the benefits of long-term thinking as we discussed in today's City Speak podcast. Long-term thinking and planning and decision-making, taking action uh, to, to look to accomplish our goals in the future, even in the not-so-distant future, will result in greater rewards than short-term views, decisions. This allows us to weather any economic recessions, and by thinking smarter long-term, we can achieve improved health and greater wealth and happiness in our personal and professional lives. So let's hang in there and let's keep planning with a long-term view. Sorry for the longer podcast today, but I really enjoyed spending time with you. This is John Herrera from Muni Times. Thank you for listening in on this episode of City Speak Podcast, and I hope to see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the City Speak Podcast. Tune in next time where we will talk again about everything relevant to stakeholders at City Hall and municipal government organizations.